in college, in college, I would often get up on Saturday morning and make my way across our small campus to the library. And I would uh, open up the, I'd get the newspaper and I would sit down and kind of see what the scores were from the night before, see, see what happened in the world on Friday. And, uh, uh, you know, and you said, Mike, couldn't you just pull up your computer? And, and look, remember this was in the early days of the internet, um, where, where, uh, uh, it was it was faster for me to walk across campus to the library uh, to 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 check those things rather than pulling my computer. And if, and if that page had any pictures on it, forget about it. You may as well just like wait till lunch to find out anything that that happened. And so I'd go over there and I, and I would check out the paper. I'd grab and go sit down and and, and read it. Uh, but at the same time, there was this brunette from Texas that had caught my eye. And she drew the short straw of, of working the Saturday morning shift at the circulation desk. And so I would get the paper, I'd go over there and sit uh, there and, and, and kind of flip through it, read what I wanted to read, and, and, and we would chat. Um, uh, little did she know that I kind of liked her and was working up the guts to try to ask her out. And, uh, uh, but uh, week after week, conversation after conversation, uh, she had no clue and I had no guts. And uh, that's, that's kind of how, how it was with me. I, I, I know, I know that, that all this handsomeness, you'd be thinking, man, you, you know, didn't all the girls want to be? You're, 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 no, no, no. I was, I was everybody's brother. All this, oh, I just love you like a brother. And it's like, I really kind of want to date you, but you're like my brother. I'm going, that's, that, that doesn't make me feel good. Um, but uh, so we'd go and I'd go and, and, and she, like I said, she had, she had no clue. And so it's coming up my last semester of college. And so I'm like, I, I got to finally work up the courage to do this. Uh, but uh, for my last semester, she was going to be away at uh, another school uh, taking an intensive semester uh, towards her major. And so I, I'm like, okay, the time is running out. I, I, I got to do this. Um, but uh, alas, I, I fumbled because that was me. Uh, so she, we start the next semester. She's away. I'm there. And being that this was the early days of the internet, email was the thing, right? You remember, you've got mail. Everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, you checked your ma- e- email like often because like, oh, maybe I'll get something. Maybe I'll get something. And, and there's like nothing there. Nowadays, it's like, would someone please stop sending me email, right? And it's like, you open up your email. Uh, you, you, we're all going to get back you know, in the office on Tuesday. We're going to open up our email. And like, we have a thousand emails. It's like, who was sending me email? It was a holiday weekend. And then they're just out there, just like, stop this, right? You know, can I get a secret email address? That's what, that's what we all want, right? I mean, the secret email address that only the people we want to email us would email us. So I sent her this email. It was kind of a funny thing wrapped around something serious. And I'm like, maybe, you know, this will work. And it, it didn't land quite as well as I wanted to, but it, it kind of got the ball, kind of got the ball rolling. And uh, so I, it started kind of a conversation and, and, uh, and she was like, hey, you know what? You know, I, 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 I kind of like you. And she was, well, I've, I've kind of liked you too. And I know this is shocking. She goes, but, but you, occasionally you say and do some really immature things. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm this picture of maturity. And, uh, uh, and she's like, you know what? Those things I, I really don't like. And so uh, she's like, maybe if you might work on a few of those things, maybe we could give this relationship thing a chance. And so, uh, so now another thing we had working kind of against us in a way is after the, after graduation, I was going to go to the Philippines for a year. And so I don't know where, how good you are with geography, but uh, Southwest Missouri is like on this side of the globe and the Philippines is like on this side of the globe. 
And so, um, not close, right? And so, uh, so we were going to part ways, and, and uh, that, that, that summer she was going to work at a camp in north central Illinois where the internet had not yet reached, and so we weren't going to be able to email all summer, so we're going to have to write cards and, and, and send this stuff, so international snail mail to the rescue. So we buy cards and write letters, and my handwriting did not get any better, um, but her ability to, to read my handwriting did, and so that was good. Um, and so, you know, we, she got back to school at the end of the summer, and we'd use uh, AOL Instant Messenger, you know, it was like the you know, ancient texting uh, to, to set up these dates together, and so, um, so that, was, that was kind of fun. Uh, Got back, got back from my year in the Philippines, and ministry took me to Charlotte, North Carolina, which also, if you're geographically challenged, that's, that's not real close to Missouri. Um, about a 17 or 18 hour uh, car ride, which is easier than halfway around the world. Uh, phone calls definitely got cheaper, uh, because we tried an international phone call, and that was $75 that we didn't expect. Um, yeah, uh, the good thing we only did that once. Um, but needless to say, this was uh, back in... 1999 and 2000, and uh, this October, that brunette from Texas and I will celebrate 22 years of marriage. So, whoo! Sometimes love is worth the pursuit, right? Sometimes love is worth the pursuit to, 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 to whatever hurdles you might need to go over, whatever things you might need to chase down and do, uh, whether it's, it's quit being immature and stupid or, or, or whether it's paying $75 so you can talk to your sweetheart halfway across the world. Um, you know, th- th- there, there was a weird echo in that phone call. It was not worth 75 It was worth $75 to hear her voice, but it was not worth $75 for the fidelity of that phone call. But uh but at the beginning of each relationship, whether it's dating or marriage or a work relationship, or whether a friendship, there is this pursuit. And pursuit is easy, right? It's like there's something that we want in this relationship. There's something that we want either uh, that, that, that it makes the work and the effort of pursuing easy to do. But what happens when life gets real? What happens when the going gets tough? What happens when, when it's not easy, when life just gets in the way? Do we continue to pursue as the relationship continues? Or do we just go, hey, that relationship is there and it's just kind of parked? Or do we help to make it work and grow? And so today, if you would, turn with me. We're going to turn to Genesis chapter 29 and we're going to read verses 14 to 30. And we're going to look at a very unique marital situation. Uh, not everything in the Bible is given to us as a, a, a prescribed for us to follow in this uh, feature, follow in this, in this certain way. Some things are just described for us to kind of go, hey, here's one way that it happened. And so today is a one way that it happened kind of day. We're not, not everything is given us as a model to follow, but sometimes in these abstract examples, there are principles that we can still apply. Um, I said today is one of those where the principle is more important than the example and living out this principle will make all of our relationships better and healthier. And so this is what is written for us in Genesis chapter 29 verses 14 to 30. Laban said to him, you are my own flesh and blood. Uh, Jacob had gone to uh, work with his uncle Laban and, uh, 
and, and live with him there because he had made Esau mad because he's like, he took everything that Esau ever wanted, his birthright, his, his um, uh, a blessing, everything that Esau had so longed for as the firstborn, he had stolen. And so uh, mom was like, you need to leave because your brother's going to kill you. And so uh, rather than be killed, let's go over here. And so he goes to, to live with Laban and Laban said to him, just because you are my relative of mine, should you work for me for nothing? He was working in the family business. He goes, tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Now Leah, she had weak eyes, but Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I will work for seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. And Laban said, it's better that I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days because of his love for her. Doesn't that just kind of get you right here? Then Jacob said to Laban, give, uh, 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 so he served the seven years. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife. My time is completed and I want to make love to her. So Laban brought together uh, all the people of the place and gave a huge feast. And when the evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob made love to her and Laban gave his servant Zilpah to his daughter as her attendant. But in the morning, when the morning came, there was Leah. And so Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? I've served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Laban said, it is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. <clears throat> finish this daughter's bridal week. And then we will give you the younger one also in return for another seven years of work. And Jacob did so. And he finished the week with Leah. And then Laban gave him his daughter, Rachel to be his wife. And Laban gave his servant Bilhah to his daughter, Rachel as her attendant. And Jacob made love to Rachel also. And his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. And he worked for Laban another seven years. Now, what's interesting about that is the trickster got tricked, right? You know, Jacob was the ultimate trickster. He, he, but, but in this, he gets tricked by his uncle. And there's a couple of things right away that we, we, as we're looking at, we're going, this is not what we're looking at today, right? This is not encouraging us to marry one's cousins, right? That principle we're not looking at today. That's not the one we're going to to, to look forward to. Uh, uh, Laban was, like I said, Laban was Jacob's mother's brother, and so this again makes it kind of awkward for us. We're reading it, we're seeing the family tree, and we go, "That that seems a little awkward." That's but that's not what we're looking for. Neither is marrying two women. Neither is marrying two women. Uh, God's plan from the beginning has been one man and one woman for a lifetime. And so that's always been God's plan. It's always been that way. We look at this and we go, well, how's, he, he, marries, he marries two women. How does that work out? Once again, we need, to look at the, we need to look at the rule. We need to look at what God lays out and not the exception. There are exceptions. And when we live life by the exceptions, that's when our lives begin to go off and crazy into some uh, places that may not be best. But if we follow God's rule, that will always lead us into blessing. Uh, also, uh, we, we, the, also, probably we shouldn't marry two sisters. Uh, that's taking the sister wives thing entirely too far. And so, um, like I said, these all qualify as exceptions to the rule. So what is it that we want to look at? What is it in this that we want to see? Laban offers Jacob payment 
for working the family business. Now, another thing that we look at here, and sometimes it strikes our ears as odd, is did Laban just sell his daughter to Jacob? And we have to look at this in a different culture. This is kind of a dowry, kind of a bridal price kind of culture. And so Laban didn't really sell his daughter into this marriage. What it was is that Jacob worked for him to raise up the dowry, to raise up the bridal price needed to pay for, to, 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 to make that agreement. So in their culture, this is not, um, it's an acceptable agreement. It's not an agreement that's how it works in our culture, but it is how it was then. And so Laban goes, hey, what, you're, you're working for me. What, what, what wages? I, I can't expect you to work for free. What, what is it that you want? And he goes, hey, I will work seven years for your daughter, Rachel. I worked seven years for your daughter, Rachel. And, and so this was the agreement. They get yeah, that, that sounds good. You'll work, you'll raise up this, your dowry, you'll raise up the bridal price at the end of the seven years. Um, we'll give you Rachel as your wife. It said, Jacob served seven years. It's time to marry Rachel. But they only seemed like a few days because of his love for her. I mean, doesn't that just make you want to go, ah? If you say, I'll say that again. Oh, like, man, my, my heart is just warmed by that. And we we're just like, it's like, man, he, 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 and it, it was seven years. That's like 2000 days over 2,100 days. But it seemed like, just like, it just seemed like a week. It just seemed like a few days because of his love for her. That is so sweet. My question is, did it feel like a few days, not just seven years when they had their first fight? Like, I, I worked seven years for this. You know, can you, can you imagine that kind of thing? Their first fight, their first tension. He's like, this is not what I worked for. And so he worked seven years. And it only seemed like a few days because he had this great love for her. That sounds like pursuit, doesn't it? Think back to your, your dating days. Think back uh, to, 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 to your, your childhood, maybe your high school sweethearts. And you're like, you know, the things we did. You know, the, the, the flowers you'd bring, the notes you'd write. You know, maybe you, you, you had no interest in poetry but there was that girl and you're like, Hmm, I'm going to try my, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to write me a little Shakespeare out here. And you, you try to you know, write a little poem and it's like, and, and, and the words don't quite rhyme right. And, and you're like, the, the, the rhythm's like all over the place. And, but, but, but it's a thought that counts, right? You can see the pursuit that Jacob had. Jacob gave himself to his uncle to work for seven years because of his love for Rachel. See, we pursue things that we, don't have like position, right? If you don't have the position you want at work, what do you do? You put in the extra hours, you put in the extra work. So the boss notices you. So when time comes around for that promotion, your name is in the mix. You want to be noticed. You can get the position that you want. Maybe it's possessions. You, 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 you pursue possessions. You want that house, that car, that thing. And you look and you look and you look and you look until you find the one that you want the exact one you want. And then you hope, you hope that you can afford it and pay for it when it comes due. Can I, can I, can I afford that? Can I, can I get that thing that I want? Maybe we pursue people. We pursue relationships with others and not just marriage, uh, but, but also friendships and, and other positions. Remember when you're in school, 
You, maybe you wanted to be part of the in crowd, and so you pursued relationships with, with the popular kids, with, with the athletic kids, with the band kids, with whatever group you want to be a part of. You pursued relationships with them because like, if, if I get in with them, then I will be, I'll find a home. I'll find a group. And maybe they'll like me. And maybe there's, maybe it was they, maybe you see this, this girl, this boy, you, know, may, 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 you want to be noticed by them. Find opportunities to just get near to them. Are you taking the same classes? Can you pass them in the hallway? Right? Maybe they'll like me. Maybe they'll want to go out with me sometime. We pursue the things we don't have. But what happens? What, what happens when years later that, that love doesn't quite feel the same? What happens when years later when that intimate, you go, where's the intimacy gone? Where's the adventure gone? Where's the romance gone? If we look back, it probably started when one or the other stopped pursuing the other. Where either one or the other uh, no longer pursued the other. See, you know, Jacob Pursued Rachel. He's, he worked seven years as a shepherd. Long, hot days. Long, cold nights. Watching his uncle's sheep. But they only felt like a few days because of his love for her. What happens when, you know, if, if, when we stop pursuing one another, we, all of a sudden the, the relationship can begin to to, to fold, you begin to pull apart, it can begin to, to fall into disrepair. And sometimes that's harder to see it because it's, 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 it's not as visible. But what happens if you don't take care of your house? You don't take care of your car. You don't take care of the, the basic maintenance on those things. All of a sudden, this house that you've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, you have all these memories and all these moments, but you've not taken care of the basic maintenance, and all of a sudden, you know, the paint starts to peel, the, the roof starts to leak, the foundation isn't quite as strong as it used to be. What, what, what would you do? We have to pay attention to these things and pursue the health of our home. What if you don't take care of your car? You just keep driving, the, the, the tires are as bald as my head, and winter comes, what happens? You know, we, we get that you know, thin sheet of ice, and your bald tires can't hold on to the and you... Wrap your car around a tree. Maybe you don't take care of the, in, the, 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 the oil in the engine, and all of a sudden, uh, what, what used to be the lifeblood of the car just locks the engine, seizes up because we didn't pursue proper maintenance on our car. Those things are more easily seen, but what happens in our relationships? When we let our bodies go and get out of shape, in the same way, we can let our relationships start to drag and lag. See, it's springtime, right? Everything's coming back to life. Maybe you feel like you have to mow your grass every four days just to keep up. You know, everything's blooming. And so we're all blowing our nose because everything is just, just all, and our body's like, you know, just get all bloomed out, right? And we, we, we love the blooms, but maybe our, our, our noses, maybe your family like mine and you're like, hey, I'm tired of blowing my nose every three seconds. When we look, we see our yards growing. And maybe your yard isn't quite as green as your neighbor's. And you're like, man, I really should put down more fertilizer. I should have, I should have uh, did a little more seeding this year. I need to, to make sure everything got plenty of water. And the 
Maybe you look and you go, man, the weeds have just taken over. Maybe you look out and you see like your neighbor's yard is, is so much better than, looks so much better than yours. And so it might be time to water your own lawn. And the same is true in our relationships. If we see others with stronger relationships than ours, if we see others who are growing in, in, in more vibrant relationships, maybe it's time for us to, to take care of our own yard, our own lawn first. Maybe we need to pursue a little quicker. Maybe we need to pursue a little deeper, pursue a little more consistently the relationships we have around us. If someone's relationship looks better than yours, if you're being tempted by a relationship with someone else, it's more than time for you to care for and pursue your relationships. Last week, we talked about making God our number one priority, right? We, 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 we want to make God our first priority because he's the only one who's big enough and strong enough to handle all the weight that we can bring him. You know, I love the song we sing for communion, in Christ alone. You know, we, we didn't put, you know, another person's name in there. You know, it's not in Mark alone. You know, we love Mark. Mark, Mark is dependable, but <clears throat> at some point, Mark's not strong enough to carry all of our weight, all of our burdens. It's not in Jeff alone. Because it, 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 even though he is strong and sure as well, at some point, he would break. It's in Christ alone. And Jesus, we, 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 we place all of our hope and trust. He is our number one. If we get that one right, then all of our other relationships kind of can begin to fill in around that. But if we don't get that one right, it'll be hard for our relationships to hold. When we get our relationship with God right, then everything else finds itself into proper alignment. So this week, as we were talking, even as we are pursuing God as our number one, we need to pursue our spouse as our number two. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's another close for me. You know, God's my number one, but this is my other person. And they're there to help you know, be Jesus with some skin on for us, to walk through those hard times, to be with us in those difficult moments. But when we make our spouses or any other relationship our number one ahead of God, they will crumble under the weight. They were never meant to be our savior. The only one who's able to do that is Jesus. And so it's okay for us to say, I'm going to make my wife, my spouse, my, this other relationship, my number two, because I'm making God my number one. Because then we can have the proper perspective on how to live and to serve them rightly. When God brought Adam and Eve together in the garden, and he, he laid out uh, the, the, the principles of marriage, he said this, he said, that is why a man will leave his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they'll become one flesh. And there's something in that word united, that there is this word about to chase down, to pursue, to, to, to grasp, to, to cling to. But there's this, there's this like pursuit aspect of it. It's not just hold on, but there, there's even a, a, I have to close the gap. We have to, to close the gap to pursue them with diligence, to pursue with affection and devotion. And we see that in Jacob, he pursues Rachel and he works hard for her for seven years. And it seems like just a few days, but then Laban makes a switch, right? Laban does the switcheroo on him. And, and instead of getting Rachel, he gets Leah. And he's like, whoa, 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 that wasn't the deal. 
right? That wasn't the deal. And so he's, he, he's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's not our custom you know, to, to give the younger before the older. Um, uh, probably because if in that situation, the older daughter would, would never get married because it's like, well, is she damaged? Is she somehow undesirable? Is she somehow unacceptable? And so they would give the older one first. And so he's like, we, we, here, here, we'll just, just do this. And then we'll work out this other arrangement. Work seven more years and you can have Rachel as well. And so he worked another seven years for what he already had. And there's someone where he worked, in theory, he worked 14 years for Rachel. And he continued to work even after she had already been given him as his wife. And sometimes I wonder how hard do we work at things when we've already secured them? How hard do we work at relationships when we've already secured them? Sometimes it becomes comfortable, it kind of becomes hand in glove and we go, oh, this is secure. This is always going to be here. And then we go do our thing and we forget that this other person is there. We go do our thing. And we're like, well, well, they're always going to be there. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be there. But sometimes we forget that we also need to make sure that we're Securing what we already have. When, we, when things begin to get shaky, maybe we'll go to counseling. Maybe, maybe we'll make sure we spend some extra time with them. We put in a little bit of extra work to strengthen and repair. And Jacob could have, he, had, he continued to work for Rachel long after she was already his wife. No one thinks in our relationships, my goal is to have an awful marriage. No one goes, hey, I, I want to work for seven years and then let's split everything up. We want to have good intentions, but sometimes we don't always follow through. How can we pursue others in our relationships? And I think the best way in, in both our marriages and our other relationships in general is, is, if, if, is making others their proper priority. We need to make a priority of those who are around us, who we want to grow in our relationships with. Our relationship, if we don't, those relationships will not last long. You know, we probably can all think back to, to friendships that, we, that, that budded for a while and were strong for a while, but then after, after a certain season, they just, things just kind of fell away. And maybe you think of them occasionally, you think of them here and there, but they're not an active part of your life anymore. The pursuit didn't last long. In our marriages, the pursuit doesn't end with I do. The, the pursuit does not end when the friendship begins. As we continue to pursue greater relationships with others, it gives us an opportunity to have a greater influence for Jesus in those relationships. Whether it's marriage, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's a friendship, whether it's someone who believes in Jesus already and we can sharpen one another and help lead and draw them closer to Jesus. Or maybe it's a friendship we have with someone who is far from God and we just begin to be salt and light to them. The relationships that we have around us, the relationships that we pursue, it gives us an opportunity to have an influence for Jesus. So how can we pursue others? Be it in a marriage relationship, be it in friendships, be it in, in, in work, in school, wherever we go. How can we pursue relationships with others? And the one thing we can do is we can pursue others with encouraging words. Pursue one another with encouraging words. 
uh, it, uh, I, I often get the opportunity to, to, to pick up Sray from school and uh, from time to time in their, her, her choir class, uh, they have these little affirmations. There's like this slip of paper that you can write and you can drop it in this box and the teacher will read them out loud. And they're kind of, an, and then they give them to the person and, and, and she gets to be home and she goes, dad, I, I got this one or I got this one. And, and it's always kind of, it's always fun to hear others say good things about your children, right? You know, it's better than the alternative. And so, uh, uh, and so she, she, she gets all these, she, 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 she bring these home. And like at the end of the year, you know, here in the last week, uh, they like had, everyone got a whole sheet and you, you had to sign everybody's sheet with this and that. And, and it was fun to kind of read what other people have seen in Saray in this last year. And so what are those things that we see in others? How can we pursue others with encouraging words? I mean, we go and we say, hey, I see this in you. Uh, I see your heart for others. I see the way you give. I see the joy that you bring. I see that you have a listening ear, that you truly are compassionate and kind and, and want uh, what's best for others. I see, I see in you wisdom that you long, that, that you, you, you share freely. What are those things that we can say that we can encourage others with the words that we see? I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, I'm tired of getting compliments. I wish someone would say some bad stuff about me. Anybody ever say that? No, it was like, man, I, I, I wish, I truly wish that people would start saying bad stuff about me because I, I'm tired of getting all these compliments. No, no one wants to get beat down. No one, gets, no one wants to be piled up on upon. We love hearing compliments. We love being encouraged. And so when we think something good, we need to say something good to the person we thought it about. Pursue others with encouraging words. Another thing you can do is pursue others with acts of service. Pursue others with acts of service. Gentlemen, an easy way to do this is when you notice that your wife's car is about out of gas, go fill it up. Yeah, just kind of, hey, hey you, 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 for some reason you're driving the other car and you see that slow on gas. Yeah, yeah just, just pull in, fill it up. And, and all of a sudden, oh, the gas tank is full. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I saw that. You know, maybe, maybe another one that um, you do is hey, when you, is when the dishwasher is clean, putting the dishes away before she realizes. Can you, can, can you get them done? You know, it's like, okay, she's in the shower. The dishwasher is empty. You know, can I get all these done before she's out of the shower? You know, can, I, can I do the dishes before she gets a chance to do them? To refine these simple acts of service, it tells others around us, I see you, I care for you, I love you, I, 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 I look, forward, look, look for opportunities to serve you. And it goes a long way in the act of pursuing others. Another thing we can do is by pursuing to pursue them by becoming the best version of ourselves. We are all works in progress, right? I mean, none of us has arrived. Uh, we all still have, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I still have that sophomore junior high immature boy in me that comes out from time to time. And so we're still all these works in progress, right? We are not the ideal person. Sometimes we get short-tempered. Uh, sometimes even those relationships around us, those who are nearest and dearest to us, sometimes they get the worst of us and not the best. And so we always need to be growing and improving. 
And we must work towards becoming this better version of ourselves in our relationship and in in our relationships. And the best way to do that is by pursuing God first, right? Pursuing God is our number one. And as the closer we draw to him, the, the, the more like him we ought to be. As we pursue God, the Holy Spirit begins to reveal his work in us and help us to become even more like Jesus. In his book, Sacred Marriage, Gary Thomas's premise is this, that God designed marriage more for our holiness than our happiness. God designed marriage more for our holiness than our happiness. And so that's why we, 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 we want to say that, that, that the marriage is a great place, a great picture of the gospel. Because we love one another unconditionally. It doesn't mean that we always show up as our best. But always we want the best for the other. And that we give one another grace in those moments. And in those times that we, we get to show uh, the gospel to one another. We get to show gospel to our children. We get to show gospel to the friends around us. As we continue to love and to serve those. God designed marriage more for our holiness than our happiness. And so we think about pursuing others, this, this, this pursuit of others. I want us, uh, as a challenge this week, to prioritize pursuing, prioritize Jesus in our relationship with others. That we should prioritize Jesus in our relationship with others. That as we pursue others, that pursue our friends, pursue our spouse, how can we, how, how can we uh, show up as the, Jesus with some skin on for them? How can we show up and share with them the hope of Jesus? What what, what are the words that we can share? What are the encouragement that we can bring that will help bring Jesus to that relationship, that moment? Maybe it's a conversation that will help draw someone to Jesus for the very first time. Maybe it's a conversation that will help lead a friend back to the faith of their childhood. See, the ultimate goal of the church is to make disciples who make disciples. We want to be a church that helps connect people to Jesus. And the most natural place for that to happen is in relationship. I mean, read the gospel. How did Jesus draw others to himself? It wasn't with grand proclamations. It wasn't with billboards on the street corner. It was through conversations. It was through relationships. And we, we, sometimes we read, Luke 5 and, and Matthew 4, when Jesus calls uh, Peter, Andrew, James, and John to leave their nets. And it seems that that was the first day that Jesus showed up and the, he, he, he calls them and they leave. But when you put all the gospels together, Jesus had had probably multiple conversations with them over several months and weeks. They had seen Jesus. They knew who he was. They had heard of him. They had probably spoken to him. And so in that moment, when Jesus calls them to leave everything, they aren't stepping into the unknown. They're following someone who they had a relationship with. And maybe the people we have around us, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a friend, a neighbor, a teammate. Maybe they're far from Jesus. And we become that bridge to help bring them closer to God. And we do that by encouraging them by serving them by becoming that best version of ourselves. We show up and we bring Jesus to the situation. And in that pursuit, we can help God pursue his child who is far from him. Maybe today we need to, 
as we think about what next steps we can take. And maybe, maybe, it's, it's, maybe it's a step into salvation. Maybe it's like, hey, I need to, to, to choose Jesus. But maybe as much as anything, it's I need to live out that salvation that I've already chosen. And I need to do my role, my part as his disciple to go and to make disciples of others. I need to begin to share my story. I need to connect with people uh, and, and, and encourage them and, and to build these relationships. Not just me, you know, I'm making Jesus, I'm making God my number one, but I need to make people very important in my life so I can share with them this hope of my number one with them. And so maybe, maybe th- this week our next steps look different. It's not just choosing Jesus as my Savior, but it's maybe putting myself in a position where I can introduce my Savior to somebody else. Maybe it's connecting with others so I can strengthen my relationship with God so I have more to share and more to give with others. And so whatever next step you might have, you can let us know by using the connection card at cchmd.com slash connect and fill that out. And there's, a, there's some options there. You can check those boxes and whichever box best applies. We'll follow up with you. We'll pray for you. We'll help you grow. We want to help you grow in your relationship with God. Maybe today, though, you need to talk with them about what next step you have, the next step you'd want to make. You can talk to me. You can, uh, Marcus here. Uh, David will be around. You can maybe talk with uh, someone else that you have a relationship with, someone you came with, someone who's near you. And we want to help you learn and grow so that we can put not just our relationship with others as a priority, but we can set our relationship with God as our, best, our first priority and from there serve those around us in his love. See, when we have our relationships in the right order of priority, God can use them to develop holiness in us as we pursue him. And he can pass his holiness through us to others as we help draw them to him as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you that you love us. Even in spite of our flaws, in spite of the mess that we make. Father, we look at Jacob and his life was not perfect. Father, he tricked his brother out. He essentially stole uh, his brother's blessing and birthright, his position in the family. But Father, he was the one that you chose to bring Jesus into the world through. And we can see that throughout Jesus' genealogy, that you use broken and flawed people. So that's good news for us because we come to you broken and flawed. So Father, we help us this week to pursue you. Pursue you first, pursue you foremost, pursue you with the best that we have. Father, you might do your work in us. And that Father, as we go about our work, can you, will you help us to pursue others? Father, our, our, our spouses, our, our family, our coworkers, our friends. Father, you might use the situations you bring us to this week to encourage them and to lead them and maybe even to introduce them to Jesus for the very first time. Father, would you give us a boldness this week to share? Would you help us to prioritize you in our relationships with others? That, Father, we might live like you. That we might might live this week as if we have the very hands of Jesus. Father, would you give us thoughts this week week that would be as if we had the very mind of Jesus? Father, would you help us to love boldly this week as we have the very heart of Jesus? And Father, would you help us this week as we pursue you 
to pursue you with the very habits that Jesus showed us as he got away time after time to spend time with you. Father, you have to develop those things in us so you might develop us in the type of people you want us to be, that we might help lead others to know you. Father, we thank you for Jesus. It's in his and I pray. Amen. Hey, we're glad that you've joined us here today. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend, and we I look forward to seeing you guys again next Sunday.